Division One Rejects, episode 92. Today is March 27th, gentlemen. The snow is melting outside. Don't know if it's real or fake, but spring. Don't don't do this. Lamar Jackson just requested a trade. Shut up. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, But before we get to all that stuff, we'll have Coach Bish on from Texas A&M Kingsville. Super fun conversation with him. He's the new defensive coordinator down there. Spent a lot of time at D2. Spent some time at the NAIA D3 level. Played D3 uh, football up here in Wisconsin at uh, River Falls. Otherwise, though, like he said, Lamar's requested a trade. He's out of Baltimore. UCF unveiled their brand new football campus on Twitter. It's freaking amazing. Um, I don't even champs. really know what to make. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of it. National champions, of course. So yeah. they have the funds, obviously. Yep. And uh, Deion Sanders is making players earn their numbers. Ty, we're gonna watch that video uh, today too. That'd I love fun. it. You do? I like it too. I'm in favor of it. I think it's. I like what he's doing. So yeah, far. I like, like the videos of him like. Aside like, from him being like, my son going to get number two, but y'all can get everything else. Basically, right? Yeah. I feel like, and I, it, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about it. But yeah, I think he has this perception of being kind of corny and flashy and everything for the cameras. But like, he's what he's been putting out there, has, has, he's been it's like pretty, pretty grounded, pretty real stuff. So we'll talk a lot about that later. But as always, you can watch this episode on YouTube if you are. Don't forget about the timestamps. Fast forward to any part of the conversation. Go listen to Coach Bish or go past. Go listen to about Dion, Lamar, UCF, any of it. Uh, so you can fast forward like that. Otherwise, listen pretty much anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter, D1 underscore rejects, and Instagram, Division One rejects to see highlights from the show. Fellas, we'll get right into the conversation with Coach Bish from Kingsville. Joining us tonight, Minnesota native, spent his playing days in Wisconsin at UW-River Falls. He's since had a number of stops in his coaching career, the most recent being named the defensive coordinator of Texas A&M Kingsville. This man is a journeyman. I am excited to get him on the show tonight. Coach Bish, welcome, man. Welcome hey, to D1 Rejects, me. man. All right, thanks for having me, guys. We were talking all about the mascot down there at Kingsville. I had to Google it, the Javelinas. You've got a stuffed one right outside the office. Why don't you, you care to explain for the, for the listeners? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just one that they, they got, you know, taxidermists must have did it. And there's a couple of them around here on campus that, that you know, must have passed away or something happened to them. And so now they're just, uh, you know, mascots. But, uh, you know, you can you can find javelinas around here at dusk, at dawn. You know, they'll be hanging out in the ditches and they're looking for food and, and they kind of travel in, in packs. They're called squadrons. Um, no shit. There's a squadron yeah, of Avalina squadrons. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. And, and uh, you know, menacing. people people think they're these mean creatures, and they, and they sure as hell can be. But you know, they'll they'll kind of leave you alone unless you're coming after them, and, and then they get pretty feisty, pretty mean. I um, love that. So I thought. We, I mean, yeah, you look so it up, and it says basically like, yeah, like a wild hog. Ty's looking at it right now on the phone. Yeah. It says basically a wild hog, but you said maybe even closer to like a big rodent. Yeah, it's really more of. It's not technically part of like the swine family. It's it's a. Uh, yeah, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to say much. About it. Yeah. Do y'all be eating javelina meat? I think people do, but I'm That's not. I, not me. <laughs> you know, we, we have a uh, we have a on game day. You know, I, I I played down here last year as an opponent, and, yeah. and the environment's unbelievable. But um, on game day, they have a real javelina here, and they put it. They make like a, a train for the kids, man, and they pull it around the stadium, and it's like different train carts, and in the in the back train cart will be the caboose, I guess. It's a javelina, like a live javelina just going crazy in this glass that cage. Man. is so insane. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Terrorized. <laughs> <laughs> like going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> insane in that little box. 
Y'all uh-huh. playing the game, thinking he cheated y'all along. <laughs> I love that. Um, but first of all, before oh, like, I, what I was going to start with is congrats on the new position. I mean, you're obviously staying in the same conference, but the move over um, has got to be a fun experience for you and, and less of a move distance-wise than maybe what you're used to in the past. Some of your other moves have been a little bit more geographically probably challenging, but um, – I'm going to start you off with a couple kind of softball type stuff. I'm looking through the, the Kingsville Athletic website. They've got beach volleyball and regular volleyball down there. Like as yeah. like an official sport? As official, like, like yeah. yeah. I, is that that's NCAA, that's an NCAA thing? Yeah. That yep. is sick, man. I mean, I would – I'd catch – I'd go catch a beach volleyball game if we – come on. I thought you was going to yeah. say you would make it on the team. I said, no, no you come wouldn't. on, hey. Come on. No, I'm, not, I'm not talented enough to do that. After, but man. It's, it's fun to watch. That's sweet, man. Um, and, and talking about just the team, first impression besides the stuffed pig when you walk into the building, what was the first impression of the guys, you know, since you've been there? You've been acquainted now. What, is, what was your first impression of uh, the guys and that squad down there? Oh, my first impression of this group, you know, unfortunately came when I played against them and they kind of kicked my butt. That's um, very true. Other sideline, right? They, yeah, I thought they played extremely physical on the football field. thought they were pretty disciplined. Um and they played hard, you know, on, on all phases. And then when I got here, you know, Coach Salinas, the head coach here, you know, he's only been here a couple of years, you know, and, and traditionally A&M Kingsville has been, you know, probably one of the most historical Division II schools there is. And, you know, over the last 20-plus years or so, it's been up and down. It hasn't been probably as consistent as they'd like it to be. But Coach Salinas got here, and, and I'll tell you what, my first impression when I came in here was just I was so impressed, you know, with the guys in the, on the team and just their personalities and their demeanors and their attitudes. I mean, it was special. And, 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 you know, I haven't heard, like our guys don't complain about very much at all. If they do, we don't hear it. And, and yeah. I like to think that, you know, I, I usually can pick up on that stuff, you know, and um, I've just been so impressed with their attitudes about football and coming to work every day and having a good time and making each other better. We got some leaders around here that I've been really impressed with. And I, I'm just like, Thank, thankful to be here because they, they've kind of established the culture before I got here. And now it's my, you know, part of my job now is to help that culture grow. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. And we can stick right on that. Like leaders talking about the the upperclassmen, right? The guys that ultimately are going to make your program run looking at you guys. It looked like you already finished up spring ball down there, but defensively yeah. you return from what it seems to me for your top five leading tacklers from last year. And that stat can mean so many things, but those are guys that are going to make an impact right in every single game. And some other key pieces on that side of the ball, like I said, looks like it's going to feature a lot of upperclassmen. So talk about that group, and I'd imagine for you to come in there, it's it's got to be like finding a loaded gun, for lack of a better expression, man. In, in some ways, you're correct. You know, I think what I've been really impressed is, you know, the previous defensive coordinator and previous guys on defense, they did a really good job of, of getting these guys prepared. They did a nice job recruiting guys at certain positions. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I, I'm just blessed to be in that situation. Uh, I think that, you know, up front, uh, we have some guys who are really special, like I mentioned. Um, and then on the back end, I feel like there's some, some guys with experience and, and we got some guys at the middle level too, that I think are pretty special, but they're not quite as proven as some of the guys up front and on the back end. And so, I gotcha. you know, I mean, you got Amos Coleman, Amos Coleman's an all American, uh, and he's he's you know special, and I've, I've I've been fortunate to coach some good ones in my career, be on this you know around some guys, and yeah, you know you wouldn't know Amos Coleman is an All American if you can if you walked in the room with him. Amos Coleman is as humble as they come. He'll 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 seek me out. He'll seek Coach Mo, any of our defensive coaches. He'll seek us out if he's got a question. He doesn't assume he knows anything. 
Uh, and that's a guy that, you know, could easily turn his nose up at me in a way saying I'm an all American, you know, and he doesn't, you know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, I've been so impressed with and that, and, but that, but that's just an example of this place and what, what coach Salinas has done here, you know, and what the administration and the athletic director, they've allowed him to do. Amos is a great example of that, you know, guys like Ezra Thibodeau, you know, and I could go on and on about some of these guys, Jeff Laver, and I've just been so impressed with their demeanor. And, and, and yeah, it feels like a loaded gun. Now here's a good thing, right? I get that now. Some of these guys are seniors. We got to develop some guys too, you know, to be able to keep this thing rolling and, and keep improving. Oh, yeah. Cause you know, we got some pieces coming back, but you know, if all of a sudden one of those guys gets dinged up or something, we gotta, we gotta be ready to roll next, next, next man up. up. Yep. Hell yeah. Next man up. And I see, um, you know, you're a guy that puts that out there and I, more people should is like, Guys can make that jump to the next level. Obviously, not all of them are going to be All-Americans, but the Mankato background you think of, or even the Minnesota background in general, you think of a guy like Thielen, and I know that's been – he's a guy that's been on your timeline quite a few times for good reason of, of what he's done at the next level. Um, absolutely love seeing all that stuff. But this team, this Kingsville team is – and I don't really like when – like it's more of an NFL phrase, but like rebuilding, if you can see the air quotes, right? Like this is not a team that's coming off a down year. That's coming off of a, a rebuild of like a brand new scheme or, or coach or a lot of underclassmen, young guys that aren't proven. Uh, I got to imagine the expectation this year, Angelo has been kind of the top dog in the conference. The expectation this year for you guys is knock them off, make some noise and make that, that deep playoff run that I think a lot of the guys in your roster probably expect you guys to do. Yes, and, and I think that we are faced with some incredible challenges this next fall. Uh, the schedule we're playing this next fall is about as hard of a schedule, as, from what I'm being told, is going to be as hard of a schedule as they've had around here in yep. a long time. You know, we you know last year they opened up against, you know, two teams that I think they should have beat handily, and they did. Um, this year we're opening up with Colorado Mesa, and then West Georgia comes over here, you know. Big I mean, that, that, that for non-conference that, you know, there's some other schools in our league who are also playing very, very tough non-conference games. I know West Texas is and Angelo is, um, but we're up in the ante a little bit as far as, you know, non-conference. And I don't know if the West Georgia thing is official yet, but so I could be wrong, but that's what I'm being told. Okay. Um, cause I, I, I was going to say, cause I, I was, that's the next thing I was going to talk about is yeah. the schedule. And I don't remember seeing them on there, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to take your word for it, man. That's, that's pretty special. Are done yet, but yeah. And, and so we got our work cut out for us in, in, uh, our kids know that, um, you know, so we got to go get it done. And that's what, you know, there's expectations around here in Kingsville. You walk into our stadium and it says seven-time national champion. It says 34-time conference champions. You know, right outside our locker room is Gene Upshaw, Daryl Green, and John Randall in their Hall of Fame busts. You know what I mean? Like, sick. there's some expectations around here that, you know, we got to live up to. But at the end of the day, we can't get caught up in that as much as just worrying about, you know, creating habits that will allow us have success you know yeah and you talk about i mean out of conference take one of the best teams out of the rmac one of the best teams out of the gulf south yeah. inject them right into your schedule that's one of the best things you can do for a team that like we were talking about you're trying to make that playoff run and how do you make a playoff run when you know obviously everyone wants to go undefeated win the conference get your automatic bid right there are so many things that have to go right to make that happen. So say one thing falls off the track, what have you done and what have you proven yourself throughout the season? How do you beat those quality opponents? And we had three teams from the GLIAC this last year that, that made into the playoffs with Saginaw losing only to the three of them that I thought could have had a conversation as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, with the quality Saginaw of a, should have made. Exactly. It's the quality of a team that they had. So um, with the playoffs being that stingy and that tough even just to make it to the dance – scheduling opponents and obviously beating opponents like that is what you have to do to get in there. But we'll stay on the schedule for a little bit. And by the way, whoever 
does your graphics down there? Killing it. Yeah. The graphics are insane. You got like a media team down there? What's the what's the set? I do all of our photo and video up here, so I'm always curious, but whoever does the graphics down there is killing it. Yeah, he does a great job. He's got he it's one guy, but he's got a couple people that help him out and you know, he does a terrific job. I know when I was at Eastern New Mexico, our guy was our D-line coach actually did it. It was at Sioux Falls now, and he did a great job. And he would always be like, Man, Kingsville's Kingsville's just they're better than you know, they're doing a great job. He always <laughs> Kingsville's graphics, you know what I mean? So Yeah, man, those are strong. Yeah. I, I love that. And I'd like I've definitely drawn some some inspiration or some of their stuff, but we'll yeah. go back to the schedule. Um, the highlight, obviously, week seven, hosting Angelo State this year. That one's going to be marked on the calendar because you got to get there, right? But that's a prove it, right? That's like a statement type game for you guys. But solid competition across the slate. The one that I wanted to talk about, though, probably not the best team you guys are going to play this year, but Simon Frazier comes into town. I was not aware that team existed, and maybe that's just on me. But like I told you, I tried to, try to do my research before this one. Out of British Columbia, I saw they joined the league back in 2021, but I had no idea they existed. And, I mean, you've been in the conference. What made them a good fit for this conference? Because geographically and common sense-wise, it makes no sense, to me at least. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll kind of give you my opinion on it, and don't take that as a of course. No, yeah. representative hey, of Kingsville. You're, or no, any, you're no commissioner. Else, no, I, I, yeah, I'm just asking, uh, like, how the hell did they make that happen? So Humboldt State, you know, they dropped football a few years back in California. Uh, Dixie State transitioned, you know, to Division I. Um, you know, Western Washington dropped football, you know, 10 year, 12 years ago now, whatever okay. it was. That whole greater Northwest athletic, the GNAC or whatever, the, you know, had seven, eight teams in it at one point. You know, school, they started slowly losing teams, and now there's, it's down to three. Damn. Western Oregon, Central Washington, and Simon Fraser. Those teams needed a place to go. I don't know why the Lone Star took mercy on them. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't say that negatively about those schools. I just know no. you know, small college football, D2, D3, 100%. it's a long way to go. You don't have giant TV deals to pay yeah. for everything. But for some reason, the Lone Star and, and them decided to, to, to have a partnership. And, you know, so, yeah, British Columbia, but we're also got a team from Oregon and a team from Washington, you know, totally. Pacific West teams in our league. And that makes it really tough, you know, on guys. I mean, travel can be tough, and, and just depends on how your university travels. You know, if, if you charter flights, hey, it's really probably better than taking a bus to a game 10 hours oh. away. Uh, but if you're commercial flights, man, it's, it's a bear. You know, it's tough. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I anyway, thought our trips downstate were tough. I mean, we're driving oh, in the car for, what, seven yeah. some hours. But nah, these, these, these Lone Star trips are different, you know what I mean? So Yeah. I, but, but as far as Simon Fraser goes, I think that, you know, they found a home, and I think they won one or two games last year. And, you know, the thing about them that's really unique is – not unique, this part. They play so hard, those kids. They play really hard. They love football. Um, you know, and in talking to their coaches, you know, their coaches just tell us, hey, a lot of these guys have only been playing football a couple of years. And they had some talent last year, man. But they were, you know, maybe not quite as experienced as some other teams. Yep. And they ended up beating West Texas at the end of the year. And, you know, you, you know they can they can make some things happen up there. You know? Totally. Now – um, like I said, thought our trips were were legit. I'm gonna question that one now from here on out. But have you, like I said, you've been in the league for a little bit now. Have you made a trip up there? Because I saw um, they played a home game again, air quotes. But it was played at a high school field in Washington. And I, the only reason I can think about was like maybe it was a passport thing with some of the guys on the team that they had to go. Like, how does the dynamics of that work? And have you made a trip up there at all? Well. COVID is why they played in the United States. Okay. Canada had all those rules about vaccinations and interesting all this stuff. So, you know, 
I think they only played Central Washington in Canada, and I think they played Western New Mexico in Canada. And all their other home games, I think, were uh, in in Washington. Or maybe WT, that might have been in Canada too. But, you know, some teams refused to, you know, do that because like, well, we're not going to make our kids get vaccinated to go up there, you know, type of deal. And, wow. And, uh, and so I did not have to go up there last year. We played – they played us at our place. Yep. Um, but – and Kingsville actually went up there last year, but played them in Washington at a high school on the border. So Kingsville was one of those teams who wasn't, you know, I don't know if it was Kingsville or what it was, but they weren't willing to do what they were asking. And that was all because of, you know, the, the COVID-19 stuff. And Yeah. Um, and on top of that, I mean, like you talked about, like, you got to get there. And that's yeah. that's a legit couple of days of travel you have to account for. It shortens the practice week by a large margin. And, you know, the alternative is like, you either come down here or we've got a bunch of extra time to practice to get bodies right, like a buy type of deal. I mean, yeah. pretty well, incentivized for a, for a coach. You know, the nice part about them is that if you fly into Seattle, it's really not that far to get up there. Okay. Um, you know, and, and fortunately, like the way Kingsville operates to us, it's really not a big deal. We charter flights. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, Damn, that, like that I must said, be it's, nice. probably, it's probably better than, <laughs> than freaking drive into a game 10 hours away, you know? So yeah, uh, New Mexico, <laughs> hey, you guys not charter. You know, I think these not, these guys know a little something about that coach. They know a little something about driving uh, ten hours for a for a game. Do we, fellas? Well, we do too. We we all of our New Mexico and Texas <laughs> schools we drive, but when we go to Oregon, okay, or, okay, you know, those Northwest schools we fly. You know what I, I mean? So in the Eastern New Mexico, we didn't charter. It was brutal. Unfortunately, here they they're, they plan on chartering, which is nice. You know, it's big so, time. Um, yeah. Now, did you Ty? Did you go down to Texas? Yes. So that was commercial, though, right? Or was, did you guys did you guys charter a flight or was that commercial? No, that was commercial. That was commercial. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. And then they had to drive the equipment down separate, obviously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we've we've flirted with that a couple of times. Um, we were slated to again probably play post university like a newly division two team out in Connecticut this next year. And now the conversation right. is how the hell do we get there? So yeah. that's a that's a bridge to cross uh, in the near future, but not thankfully not for any of us to decide because we don't make enough money to do any of that. Uh, but backtracking though, <laughs> for those who aren't familiar with you, we've already touched on it a bunch, spent uh, a lot of time at the D2 level. I mentioned Minnesota state Bemidji down to Eastern New Mexico in the league and now to Kingsville also coached at the junior college and the NAI levels. And to me, what was interesting about it was like, um, I think like you started at the D2 level and it kind of like, made a couple of these different stops. How do you think that's affected the way that you you view the game and also the Division II level kind of getting a better understanding of, you know, where these kids are at, really talent-wise, compared to some of these other levels? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've always kind of been a Division II, Division three guy. Like, I played D3 yeah. ball in Wisconsin, which, as you guys know, being where you're at, that's pretty good Division three football. Oh, yeah. It's with some Division two stuff. Um you know, and, 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 yeah, I made a bunch of different stops at places. Just, you know, at this level, you know, when you're co coaching ball guys, you know, we don't make the kind of money they make at Alabama or Georgia. You know, mm -hmm. you're not you're not making generational wealth. You know, I mean, I, I when I was a uh, graduate assistant at Minnesota State, obviously I was looking for a full-time job after the 2010 season. And, and I didn't get – I didn't – you know, I interviewed a couple of places, didn't get the jobs. The hardest thing in college football is getting your first job, honestly. Yeah. That first one is the hardest, the first full-time job. And uh, and then, uh, you know, I stuck around the 2011 season. And I think I made $5,000. Like, I was I was detailing cars in the morning. I was driving limo at night. I was I was doing odd jobs in the offseason on weekends, and I was coaching ball for five grand, man. And nice. and, uh, and then after that 2011 season, that, that January, I met a couple coaches 
at the national convention. Oddly enough, Eastern New Mexico is really the reason why I got my first job. They, they had just hired a new head coach named Josh Lynn, and I interviewed with him, and he didn't hire me. Um, but he he, re- he recommended me to New Mexico military. And I ended up getting that job in New Mexico military, making like $25,000, right? Like not much money. And I moved yeah. across the country, never been in New Mexico. But exponentially been, but, greater than five grand. I mean, you probably at least ditched the limo gig. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I was <laughs> five grand to 25 grand. I was, I was good. Like, you know, but anyways, uh, to answer your question more about talent and all that, you know, um, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the JUCO level, you know, you deal with a wide range of guys. You deal with power five kids. For sure. Down to, you know, guys that, you know, aren't very good football players, you know. Um, and so you kind of get an idea of who's what at the division two level. But it is different because then you get to the division two level and, and now you're dealing with older guys. You know, you're dealing with more mature kids and you deal with that JUCO just because they're older. And, and so there's a couple different ways to look at talent. You know, to me, there's raw talent like, hey, this kid can run this fast. This kid can, you know, jump this high. And then there's the talent that's, you know, developable, if that's even a word, but talent you can can develop. And yeah. you look at a guy like Adam Thielen, and, you know, Adam was a good athlete. I don't I don't know if he was a great athlete coming out of high school, um, but he developed and he worked and, and you know, he kept getting better and he, he, he would find his deficiencies and work on those things, you know. And so I look at a guy like that and, and you know, I've told Adam this, but like, I don't know that I thought he was going to be an NFL player, let alone let alone an all all pro player. Like I don't know that I believe that was going to happen. You know, yeah. if you told me in 2011, you know what I mean. And that's not a knock on him, but there was guys on our team at Minnesota State who were, you know, better than Adam uh, up until Adam's senior year, and and uh, those were the guys I'd put my money on to make it. But sometimes you can't measure, you know, a guy's will and determination, uh, work ethic and habits, like you know, with him. So yeah, you know, the talent, talent, you know, it's it's. To answer that question, I mean, there's different talent at every place. And, you know, as a coach, you got to be able to differentiate, you know, if a guy can develop or not, you know. 100%. And I think it's interesting, too, like to go back to the fact that you've just, you've got this wealth of experience, right? And I think most of the coaches we have on here, at least I feel like, are still finding their way in the, in the profession and moving across the country for them is usually as simple as just packing up the car and whatever they got, like, let's go. But now where you're at in your life with, you know, a family that you potentially have to uproot, how does that dynamic change? And is, is it really, I mean, it's got to imagine that's pretty difficult. Yeah. And and it's funny because you kind of talked about guys finding their way, man. I've been doing this for like 13 or 14 years and I, I feel like I'm still trying to find my way, you know? Oh yeah. Um, you know, there's things you get more comfortable with, uh, you know, things that I maybe struggled with my first couple of years coordinating, I might be a little bit better at now, but now I've gone on to the next thing of, Hey, now this is my next challenge. I need to get improve on. So, but you know, so I, I find it interesting you said that because you're right. But, you know, when it, when it comes to uprooting your family and moving, it, it's it's probably the hardest thing I've had to do. You know, prior to 2015, it was no big deal, man. Like, we didn't have any kids. We'd just gotten married. And uh, you know, if I wanted to get up and go somewhere, she, I knew she'd come with. And and if she was going to be a few months behind, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. So it was just her. Uh, now we got, you know, three kids. And, and uh, every one of these moves, you know, from, from – Nebraska to Minnesota, we had one kid. From Minnesota to New Mexico, we had two kids. Now from New Mexico to Texas, we got three kids. And so I guess that means I got to have another kid while I'm here in Texas <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> to make it go, man. But uh, it's tough. And, and the New Mexico one was tough because, you know, I met my wife when I was down in New Mexico. You know, so us leaving Bemidji State, you know, obviously the opportunity to be the associate head coach was important to me. Yep. The Lone Star Conference was important to me. But more important than those things was, hey, I wanted to get my wife back to – a place where she could be a little closer to family and stuff like that. And, and, um, and that's why we took the New Mexico opportunity. And then, 
when everything shook out in New Mexico with Coach Hyatt leaving and some other things happened and this Kingsville thing came up, I was like, this is this is a, a good move. And, and we had been wanting to get to Texas. That was literally one of our goals as a family was to be in Texas to do our jobs. You know, my wife's a certified athletic trainer. She's got her doctorate degree in, in some educational stuff. That's you know, awesome. So, you know, and here's the thing, as a football coach or as an athletic trainer, like Texas compensates a little bit better. You know, whether you're high school or college, doesn't matter. Hey, everything's bigger, even the salaries, man. Yeah, and just, you know, football's really serious down here, obviously. And it is a, it's a serious – in Michigan, it's serious everywhere. But in Texas, but, yeah, it's a little it's different. It's different, yeah. Um, and so it was our goal. So when this came up, the decision wasn't that hard to make it, but obviously the process of what we had to do – I mean, I've been here for two months – and my wife and kids won't probably be here till June 1st. You know what I mean? Because I, uh, bottom line, my son, my five-year-old, you know, he's getting some speech therapy done. I really like what his pre-K teacher's doing with him. He's playing baseball. I'm like, I'm not uproot. I'm not. I'm not uprooting these dudes in the middle yeah. of the school year. You know. And so my, as much as I want to be with them, I really felt that you know I needed to make sure that they could. Um, finish what they need to finish you know what I mean that's real stuff man I think that gets neglected a lot when you from the outside you might just see an announcement on Twitter right like someone's making this big move and your mind might go to some other like internal like football like just football specific reasons and I think that it's just a good reminder and a perspective change to realize like like you said you're doing it for the love of doing this and there's so many other aspects that go into it at one point you're making five grand we talked with coach Duhart who's now a GA at Ohio State who was over here at Wayne, he was sleeping in the stadium working there yeah. and as their defensive backs coach. And it, you just hear more and more of those stories. And it's both my parents are educators. That was the first job I ruled off of the list. You know, I, so much respect to both of them and everyone in that field. But I could never do it. Yeah, Coaching right. might be the second one that I said, I don't, man, I'm not cut out for it. I love this game. I don't think I could do it, man. So I applaud you. And I'm excited to see one, what you guys do this year. But man, wherever you end up, whether that's, you know, sticking around with Kingsville. You've got some fans in us and definitely going to be going to be tuned in from now on, man. I appreciate you a ton for coming on. I we've been, appreciate it. We've been chatting away for a minute. Good. I had to look down and I'm like, damn, I'm not trying to take away this guy's whole no, night, good. but I appreciate you a ton, coach. Yeah, I would tell you guys this too, you know, like in this business, you know, I've been at a few places, but I, I think maybe in all but one or two of those jobs, like I wasn't looking to leave, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, maybe one or two of them I was, but, you know, the rest of them, I wasn't really looking to leave. You know, I think one of the hardest things – is when you're at a place like leaving Bemidji State was really hard. I liked it there. I felt comfortable. You know, I thought it was a place to raise a family. And boy, I had some fun players, man. I love those kids. I still do. Yep. That was tough. And even Eastern New Mexico, I was there for 11 months, and I'm like, God dang, I got attached to some of these guys. And we, you know, you know, we have a good relationship, and I miss the hell out of those guys. But I'm, I'm rooting for them for 10 weeks out of the season. You know what I mean? 10. So, I love it. I love that. I love that. Until that one day comes, man. But coach. Yeah, man. Like I said, thank you very much. Appreciate you taking a little time out of your day, and uh, I'll definitely I'll be tuned in. But uh, if you guys yeah, have a good night, man, me, let me know. Thank you. Hell yeah! Hey, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna take you up on that. Yeah, for, for sure. If you guys got any questions or anything football wise, or need to get in touch with someone, I'll help you. In any I'm gonna say, and after you guys have the season that we're expecting you to have, we'll get you back on here. How's that sound? I hope so, man. I, yeah. I hope so. Let's you do guys it. too, man. I know you guys got a new coaching staff up there. Yep. I know that can always be a transition for you guys, and I would tell you this, you know. Uh, Stay the course, you know, believe in what that new staff is pumping to you guys, whatever the morals and values they have for you guys. Um, the more you guys buy in, and maybe it's not you guys, maybe it's other teammates, but the more of a buy-in and more of belief that you guys choose to have in those in those values, the better uh, experience you guys are going to have. And if you guys are fighting those values and those beliefs, or if any of your teammates are fighting that, man, 
it's going to be not enjoyable. You know what I mean? And and because you know the harsh reality of, of college football is that new coaches are going to co- coaches are going to come and go, man. And, and yes, sir. you guys you guys can have what kind of experience you want and you know buy into whatever they're teaching you guys and and, and want you guys to do and, and hope you guys have a great experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank oh you. yeah. Thank you. Coach. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Have a good night, coach. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. We'll see ya. Great talk with Coach Bish. It was a long one, but like I told these guys, like when you got a guy on like that, I was enjoying it, and I don't, I don't think, uh, I never want to cut him short, right? He obviously had more. He had, he had stuff to say. Yeah, he was on to talk. He man. was. There's so, a lot of people coming here don't really want to talk. That's what I'm saying. That's so I, better, sometimes yeah. I feel bad, like you know, I don't want to take his whole night, but like he kept adding on. He kept, and I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm never gonna cut someone off if they, especially when they're. Like he's an he seems like a pretty endearing guy, has a good personality. Like I imagine like someone that players relate to and, and get along with really well. And um when he gets plugged into that system down there, they're they're poised to have a really good year, guys. I think we're gonna be hearing a lot about them this year. And uh that West Georgia announcement, do we just break news, I think, on the podcast? Because that's not official. It hasn't been officially yeah. stated by the athletics. I don't know if he uh, was supposed to say that, but he may not have been, <laughs> but it's in our hands now. So as of tomorrow morning when this gets posted, you that will like, be and we play. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a message from uh, Texas A&M Kingsville Athletics. The Javelinas. From their damn compliance yeah. office. They're going to say, you need to delete the podcast. Are we going to send a squadron of Javelinas <laughs> down to the studio right now? We'll ship them. We'll charter the flight of the Javelina, the squadron up there. He'll take his train. And have a, have we'll a big the, ass. He'll take the Javelina train. We'll have an NMU <laughs> superior dome filled with wild, big ass rat pigs. Rat- <laughs> what about if we had a wildcat in a train? Taxidermy? No, like the oh. live one. Oh, so get a big ass tiger. Yes, no, that. a wild. I think that someone, someone tried that. that. Shit was crazy. I, I got never all seen over. A we got them all over. In like real life. We got them on campus. That's sick. Come down. Not like whoa, sick. Like that is sick. No, it's like, really sweet. They need the, no, 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 no. Not like wow, that's sick. Like <laughs> that's sickening. Sick. Yeah, like that kind of sick. Shut up. <laughs> I love it. I think it's awesome. There's a fox den on campus. They had seven kits last spring that I saw and was able to photograph. It was pretty, pretty cool stuff. You don't get that everywhere. Next topic. <laughs> we start with Lamar? Yeah, we got to. Let's start with Lamar. Lamar wants out of Baltimore. As he should. Period. That's it. Um, but that's that's the main gist of it. Lamar has officially requested a trade, even though he was a what a restricted free agent. This is the official statement from Lamar. I've got it pulled up here for us guys. And he says he opens it with a letter to my fans. I want to first thank you all for all the love and support you consistently show towards me. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate y'all so much. I want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions. And then he goes on. Why do I not have the? Because there's too many replies, my brother. Is there? We're Uh, going to find. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And is he going to do it again? There we are. In regards to my future plans, as of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that has met me or has been around me know I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. You all are great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of the Baltimore Flock Nation. Never heard him called that. And the entire state of Maryland. You'll no, they call, see they me call again. That. Okay. I mean, I'm sure it's legit. Do. And then, of course, he finishes it out with, let's stay connected. Subscribe to my fan page. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was corny. Is that just me? Or that's, I think that's corny. Yeah. Subscribe I, to my fan page. I mean, I get the plug. Like, you're you're going to get some, you're going to get love on that. Like, it's got over 2 million impressions, but like, really, dude? 
It's pretty serious. Pretty serious announcement. Like, good pay me money. Yeah, give good me, marketing. throw me your money, more of your money, Baltimore Nation. I'm leaving, but you should still support me. Uh, uh, That's, I sound like a hater. I'm not a hater. I like good Lamar. I was watching. I was watching. This is my take on it. Okay, you talking about just like that the end here, or what are you, what are you talking about? Everything. Like this whole tweet. My take is okay. Like Shannon Sharp was like, and they didn't even reveal his website, and they got Gmail and the thing, and doc- like, bro. What did I got to do with him requesting a trade? Because he was saying that he was getting bad advice from people. Yep. And my thing is, I don't think he necessarily getting bad advice from people because with an agent or not, they weren't going to pay him. I feel like... Probably, I would say, the agent, because he's... Well, him and his mom, right, do the negotiating yeah. for themselves, right? Like, they weren't going to pay him if he had Jesus as an agent. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... I agree with that. They though. hate anybody... Not even Jesus could get the deal done? Wouldn't you have paid a unanimous MVP years ago? True. He got paid after that very season. True. That's very and we true. We wouldn't have to go through none of this. Yeah. It's they hate the media. Jesus. I'm talking about the media. I yeah. get on the Ravens' ass in a second. I got you. But the media hate anybody who do anything out of of the ordinary, and more so like make a like he says a family business decision that doesn't that like doesn't directly benefit a fandom or a media like a headline you know what i mean they hate they hate that i like, get that I get they that. hate that he don't have an agent him not having That's an agent very true. is not blocking his money it makes them look bad orlando brown had an agent he had 160 mil on the table him and his agent turned that down and he just signed for 64 but ain't anybody saying nothing about him? It's crazy. Victor Oladipo had $150 million on the table. That's a different conversation. He signed for $4 million the next year. Come on, bro. Like, it don't matter if he got an agent or not, bro. The Ravens not. The Ravens obviously not trying to pay him what he wants. No. And what, y'all want the agent to try to, come on, Lamar, you just got to take it. <laughs> you got to take it, Lamar. No, he not going for that. When Joe Burrow finna go get $270 million. No, Justin yeah. Herbert finna go get two sixty. million. Lamar won his fair share. It's just a matter of of when and where those deals get done. And then you talk about, too, the whole Deshaun Watson thing we had discussed earlier. Like, he just broke the market. It's Deshaun Watson fault, for sure. It really is. And like we said, like, the whole idea of, like, owners colluding and this and that, like, I don't know. None of us know how much actual backing there is. But what we do know. I fully believe it. But what we do know is that they don't want to pay anyone else that money. They don't want They do not want to pay any other quarterback like that again. No. Because Deshaun Watson broke the market and and then did what? Played terrible. And <laughs> well, granted, he didn't, get to, he didn't get to do. He didn't get to practice with them. None of that. He just got yeah. through and he got like two weeks of practice. Any yeah. quarterback would do bad in that situation. To yeah. me, but when you have two hundred fifty million guaranteed, the bar is still extremely high. No matter what the circumstances are, because last year his uh calorie his uh salary hit was a million dollars. A million dollars. So yeah, yeah. I guess so he, he played a like a million deal. dollar quarterback. That is so true. now now he got to play like the super all pro that he was. And we're going to see it. But to me Lamar Jackson is better than Deshaun Watson. I would I think that so be a pretty I mean, common take. Yeah. He's yeah. he's supposed to be like, "No, I want more money than that." Yeah. He's not wrong for saying that. No, he isn't. I just think that no one wants to pay him. Yep. Somebody going somebody if it ain't the Ravens, somebody going to pay him. An interesting quote here from Rapport is on the Pat McAfee show. Shout out. He says Quote, Lamar Jackson is available anyway, so a request to be traded wasn't really necessary. But he was, so this doesn't change his status as a restricted free agent, correct? Is that what it was? Because really the whole idea was that other teams could offer him, but the Ravens would have a chance to match it, which we know that they weren't even probably going to do anyways. It's basically, but he's going to have to sign the tender. Okay, yep. So that's what, he's going to have to sign the tender and... That's why he asked to be traded because he got he can't not sign a tender, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and make himself. A, but what I my thing is, I always said 
The Ravens wasn't going to pay him. And he going to walk next year and watch him get exactly what he asked him for. You think so? Somebody going to – somebody – I'm going to say because that's the next part of the conversation is, you know, what does the future look like for him? We can talk about that in a little bit. But How many teams is the really quarterback away? It depends on who you ask, right? Right now, the commanders got a really nice squad outside of a quarterback. The Jets got a really, really nice squad outside of, a and we've heard the conversation about around their team. Obviously, if I'm if I'm the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, I don't want him no more. Lamar available, I'm, bro. I'm come on, dog. Yeah, I'm giving up I mean, every. Yeah, I agree with that. Lamar yeah. Jackson, Aaron Rodgers has what maybe three years left, probably. I think that's being generous too. Yeah, yeah Lamar Mama, so. he was bad he's last crazy year too. I mean, he bad shit crazy. Put him in New York. You gonna think he Batman? That might be an all-time line for me. That was good. That was good. He dude. nuts. He out of his mind. <laughs> you want to put him, in, you put him in New York? Vigilante. By he just started fighting crime. Now you think he's John Wick for real? Running around with guns in a suit. The Keanu Reeves fit because 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 the Giants just blasted him on national television. <laughs> now he running around Times Square in a suit with rubber pellet guns. <laughs> We <laughs> thought Aaron Rodgers would put us over the hump. Aaron Rodgers not better than Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers barely better than fucking Tua right now. But he gonna be the one. And they just picked up Tua's fifth year. And Tua gonna get probably gonna get hundred fifty million. I'm saying he gonna get paid. Too. I, uh, that might be a little north of that, but or a little south of that. Sorry, but Tua gonna get, get hundred fifty million. Danny Dimes got paid too. So, so Tua's gonna get hundred fifty yeah, million. Okay. You're right. Now your argument right. seems a lot more compelling. <laughs> yeah. um, like it's no but, way he do. The question I think that we need to ask ourselves is, are Ravens fans really upset that Lamar is leaving? Bro, I'm telling you, bro. I swear to God. <laughs> just, just, just watch the video from Stuffy. Lamar <laughs> Jackson think he's too good for fucking Baltimore, huh? Well, good, yo. Fuck Lamar, yo. I got I'm going to fast forward, but basically. We're going to be okay. Where is it? Here, here, here. We're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, y'all. <laughs> I got an eye injury from beating up a bunch of really strong Latinos yesterday. <laughs> the fuck? I'm not crying. You get okay. You get you get the gist. But it was you people. It was people like real life. His replies like, "Yeah, see you later. We and don't that, want you anymore." That came, that came from the joke. Obviously, he is pops up on everyone's for you page on TikTok. Dude is t- totally hilarious. But um, that's who he's poking fun at. Are the people that are like. We don't even need you, Lamar. As soon as they see the news, they're like, as a matter of fact, never liked the dude. Lamar never was, was never man. anything to us anyways. Yeah. Did you just call him Black Jesus when he won the MVP? <laughs> Wasn't he your Lord and Savior? <laughs> the leader of Flock Nation? <laughs> yeah, Flock Nation, which I just learned was a thing. But now, you don't, now y'all don't want him. Okay, who's going to be quarterback next year? Tyler Huntley? You talking about the dude who made the Pro Bowl when he had more picks than touchdowns? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Uh, uh, this is good. This is Colin good. Cowherd was talking about the Ravens won the Super Bowl <laughs> in, the, in the Peyton Manning and the Brady era. They went 15 and 8 in the playoffs. They won with defense. Fam, that was 12 years ago. I was a shorty. <laughs> Nigga, I was a shorty. I had to ask my daddy, could I stay up past nine the last to time the Ravens the won a Super Bowl? <laughs> 
Beyonce felt as if she had to perform at the Super Bowl the last time the Ravens did something significant. You talking about back then? <laughs> Bro, they not beating the Chiefs because they got some crazy defense. They not beating the Bengals because they got some crazy defense. You need a real-life Superstar at the yes, quarterback position you do. to compete in this league because both those teams have it, and if you they don't, both got it. You're going to be showing outside of that. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is like the ultimate X factor. Agreed. And you don't want to, you don't want to pay him. You're not paying nobody else. Who else you got to give your money to? Yeah. You ain't <laughs> getting receivers. Care. That's a great point, though. That is right because like, how is this being distributed? What do because, they know that we yeah. don't? What y'all going? Y'all going to sign Joe Burrow? That's a great question. <laughs> oh, y'all going to get Joe Burrow three hundred million? Well, <laughs> Lamar just wanted. A smooth of two forty. That would be the ultimate move. But let's talk potential landing spots for him. Of course, when anything gets mentioned about players potentially moving teams, what's the first thing that comes out? Uh, Photoshop. Jersey swaps. Same thing. We're on the same page for sure. Here he is in the in the Colts. Uh, that does for- not seem like a likely, but. You never Colts. It, it they're obviously they're obviously in the market, yeah. but I think everyone right now is assuming that they pick someone up in the draft. Yeah, if correct? I was a Colts, I wouldn't do it. No, yeah. you. The only team that's going to trade for Lamar is a team that's literally pieces away from being a contender. Now, granted, he go to the Colts. They are they guarantee the playoff spot because I feel like they in a weak division. They probably win that division. That's very It'd true. Just be them in Jacksonville in my eyes. I was saying because the Titans seem to be on a little bit of a downhill skid the these last couple of years. Texas ain't ready. Yeah. And it'll just be them in Jacksonville. I feel like he'll agree. put them over the hump with Jacksonville. I would agree. I think they have a really strong shot to win that division if he goes there. So then you think, like, if you win the division, you're at least hosting a playoff game. And that, from there, but who then, knows? To right? be honest, though, like, for what, though? Like, yeah. What you, y'all not give, they're not going to give up the fourth pick for Lamar Jackson. That's the thing. You obviously have to give up a lot. And then you have to sign him. You got to get him to a deal. You got to sign him. That's going to be the hard part. Right? That's why they, and the they Ravens are going to give quarterback. Up. With them being in the spot they in, they would be they'd be better off just drafting a quarterback. Hundred percent. I would I would agree. I'd agree pretty wholeheartedly with that. Now, the team that has been picking up a lot of traction here as of late is the Patriots. Did you see that report with Meek Mill? Yes, I was actually going to pull that. Up. I'll pull that up in a second. Um, but this <laughs> Ty is talking about this tweet right here from Bleacher Report that says. This is the quote from Bleacher Report. Robert Kraft said Meek Mill texted him Lamar Jackson wanted to come to the Patriots. Kraft said that would be Bill Belichick's decision. <laughs> why is there a picture of Meek and Kraft? Like, why is Meek Mill and Robert Kraft cool? That's so. I don't so think random. I would ever expect to see this why picture. Why is they tied in? <laughs> is Robert Kraft with the shits? <laughs> I might have to start fucking with Robert Kraft. He might be with the shits. Because what are you kicking it with Meek Mill for? I have like no idea. other black people in the room. It's not like no, Meek yeah. Mill came to see them. This he ain't came like a, to see this ain't Robert a photo Kraft like, came to see them. Yes, he came to fuck with them. <laughs> so maybe Robert Kraft with the shits. Uh, he's like, guy, man. I don't know. Like that was the like, that ain't nothing that Meek Mill would just make up. That's that nothing the, that Robert Kraft would just make up. That so, was the tweet. And there's I was just a Lamar shot, but but yeah, back to the I don't him know. and the him they, and the I mean, no receivers though. Pretty sweet little unit swap. They they signed Juju Smith Schuster weak ass. They did, and then you talk about their quarterback situation. And you're like, yeah, you know, you can have thoughts on him, whatever, but I don't know. Are you a Mac Jones believer? I would say is I'm a Mac, believer, no. Is Mac Jones going to beat? I think These two aren't even in the better. same league ballpark, I'm whatever the analogy if, is, yeah. If your, Bailey Zapp, though, if your quarterback I think he's better cannot than Mac beat, Jones, but he's not even, no. he's nothing compared to Lamar. Like if your quarterback cannot beat the best quarterback in your division, you need to be trying to get Lamar Jackson. I think it's actually a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a hard, it's a hard, like, 
and concept, but I, I, I like, totally get like what you're the saying. only time you don't do that is like if you already like the Chargers shouldn't be like, all right, fuck, we gotta go get Lamar because yeah. Herbert ain't better than Mahomes. But like the, the Raiders, like, come on, dog. The Commanders, they should be. Commanders would be the big, the smartest fit, and boom, that's the hardest jersey swap though. Like we were linked. Up. You see how quick I had that, like in the way that I was boom, boom. Yeah, for sure, that's hard. Yeah, I don't think the, the jersey swap. Hey, the jersey swap is it looks nut. It looks good. They're such a messed up franchise. I don't think they'd be smart enough to get it done. Shit, I'm gonna say they're still dealing with their own shit over there, aren't they? All they they got, got a lot going on. All they got to be selling the team. Mess. All they got to do is sell the team, and they gone. Who Sam Howell gonna play quarterback for them? <laughs> Sam Howe? They don't even got Heineke anymore. He played. He looked good in the last game. Bro, the Cowboys didn't care about that game. <laughs> they, I thought they, they signed they, someone, too. Someone else, They too. did, but... It wasn't I mean, anyone. Jacoby yeah. Brissett? No one that's like... It might have been nobody that nobody matters. yeah I would say nobody that warrants what? Lamar no, not no, being no, in the no, conversation yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. Yeah. bro why would we get Lamar Jackson we just signed Jacoby Brissett <laughs> no one's gonna say that did you see the ARL route he threw to Paris Campbell last year <laughs> did you see the spiral did you see that spiral that Tom Brady threw? <laughs> are you talking about the NFL quarterback the spiral he threw that's an all time that's an all time nigga my little Love sister that. can throw a spiral <laughs> did you see the spiral he threw the greatest quarterback of all time uh, remember I mean last week we were talking like because there's a real possibility we don't see Lamar on a field. Just because of the fact we talk about with the owners, like, they don't want to guarantee anyone that deal. Even Lamar, they the game changer that he bro, is. They talking, about, they talking about injury history. Bro, you can't predict injuries. You can't. You can't tag that on somebody. Well, he'd be hurt, so we can't. I Like, I hate that. I honestly do hate it. Because it's, it's fluky. How much money? Not, don't get me wrong. Now, if a nigga just hit him in his chest and he got hurt all the time. Yeah. All right, cool. He stepped weird. He stepped weird, and he. I'm not finna play either. And we got a hundred. We talking about we not at 100, percent especially when you're on, you know, a franchise tag or when you're whatever it is. If you go out there and you play and you're not at 100, percent over. What with. are you putting on if tape? He go RG3 what are you himself? It's over with. Mm-hmm. It's Lamar would have had to go sign a two year, twenty million dollar deal. That's also with very some scrubs. True. I'm just saying the fact of the matter, like being out there not giving 100, like not being 100, percent you're not earning the money that he has earned for himself. So I think he's played it smart as far as that goes. And then they talking about I, he, he ain't want to play in the last games he could have played. Uh, yeah, Nigga, y'all got trainers? I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about what that. The, I hate the oh. argument, too, like because he's a mobile quarterback. He's always hurt. But like, look at Jimmy Garoppolo. He is one of the least mobile quarterbacks. And he can stay hurt. And exactly. he's always hurt. And he still got, I mean, he didn't get a ton of money, but he got 66 mil or I'm something. I'm saying he got decently paid for where he was at in his career yeah, yeah, being, yeah. you know, He's been hurt the past two years. Arguably a backup. Yeah. Right? I mean, that they, I mean, they openly endorsed Daniel Lance Jones going into the suck. He just got $160 million. Exactly. Yeah. Our point exactly. And y'all talking about he missed 10 games. He also won an MVP. He did do that. He did win an MVP. Nigga told me. <laughs> Next topic. Didn't the Bucks have the money to do it? That's the, another question, too. Now, obviously... They just signed Mayfield, and they supposedly believe in Kyle Trask as well. Now, obviously, Kyle Trask, Lamar, said are on before, different planets. They also said that before they signed Baker Mayfield. They so did, so I it makes you just, question a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe they make that move to say Baker Mayfield is a semi-safer option, and then even if Trask, Trask goes out and beats him, beats him out in camp, which is a very good possibility, then you have a guy like Baker who is there mentoring a guy like Trask. Now, 
Trask had a pretty good mentor this last year. Let's yeah. let's not forget, right? But still, it doesn't hurt to have a different set of eyes. It's someone with a lot of experience in the league, like Baker has, who has played at times at a high level. So Brady was not mentoring that nigga. <laughs> Brady did not care about. Brady was trying to make the playoffs. <laughs> He's too worried about his. Yeah, he was trying to make the playoffs. You talking about mentoring? Hey Tom, what do you think his about this? His family splitting up. He ain't worried about Trask. <laughs> nigga trying to make sure his wife not going to put him on child support. You talk about. What's the hot read <laughs> on Spider Y2 Banana? <laughs> Nigga, I don't know. Where is my wife? What the hell? Cow trash. Where is Giselle? <laughs> I haven't kissed my son in three days. You get talking about. Hey, you seen the, the Blitz? The, the Blitz packages? Nigga, you ain't playing. <laughs> Have you Get seen my wife? <laughs> Have you he, seen my wife? He ain't even watching film in the team room. He watching slideshows of his family. <laughs> Get out! This nigga Kyle Trask was pissed on himself. <laughs> Damn, Tom Brady looked skinny as hell last year. He was on that shit. Yeah, I don't... I, there's definitely, you know, there'll be a documentary that obviously that comes out in a couple of years' time. I just want to know how much Botox that man had or something. I guess. That wouldn't, I, I know that shit when I see it. <laughs> we can move on. Please. Um, let's talk about UCF. They just recently released renders for their new, what they're calling it, their football campus, fellas. And. National champs. National champs, like we said in the opener. I mean, national champions, you got to be able to, to do this. Of course. Uh, never hurts to bring it up again. I think the best thing to do is just take a look at these pictures, guys. So the first one right here, this looks like you took it out of an Avengers film. Like the Avengers, because they had their, their old HQ destroyed, right? Yeah. Thanos yeah, came in and just blew that shit up. Now, this is where they're relocating. You took the UCF off there and put the big-ass A I don't like, think anyone have any questions, to be honest with you. Go to the next one. Oh, next picture already. I want to okay. see how crazy. Is there a rocket launching in the background there, by the way? What the hell is going on? I don't know. It looked like, yeah. Picture number two. They got a fireworks show what going the on. What the hell is this? A parking lot, nigga? Oh, I, I guess the building, too. Yeah, the building. Yeah, the building there. It's the just a parking lot of palm trees. Yeah. Niggas gas up anything. Pretty sweet. All right, go to the next picture. Oh, that first picture was better than this one, though. Come yeah, on. Go yeah. to the next one. Those lights. Oh, no. All right, see. They got a lazy river in now, there? Now, look. What? It's going to be so crazy because, like, they're going to have some, like, when the football facilities close, you can't be in there type shit. I mean, that would make sense, right? No, that. When man. they close, I mean, there's no one there to, like, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Somebody it'll, drown in a lazy river. It'll be cracking, Shirty. They gonna get in, they gonna get in trouble a couple times. I mean, yeah. They gonna start draining the pool at night because uh, they ain't gonna do nothing but go in there. If you can get in that facility at any time, I guess someplace you can get in a facility at any time. Yeah, you read right here on the side. I pulled it up on the screen as UCF transitions to the Big Twelve. The school's new football campus will include a new football locker room, weight room, training room, new football ops building, coaching office space, a hydrotherapy pool. Oh, it's not a lazy river, guys. Some a recovery river. A recovery river. How I'm recovering, nigga, riding this damn floaty. <laughs> and then a tropical entrance and tailgate. That's what must have been what we saw in the parking lot over there, which is cool. Nothing crazy, but like that that part's pretty cool. Now, if we go to the, I think there's one more here. There is the recovery river on the campus. That's oh, pretty, that, that looks like, like Punta Cana. 
it's pretty cool. Like, it's oh, it's pretty sweet. So it's unique. Like we said, national champs. I can put my phone make it camera. happen. What's up, bro? That look like Punta Cana, bro. You could show. You could show it to the camera as I'll long as it's up. like PG, obviously. Yeah, of course. Bro, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but yeah, man, there it is. The Recovery River. It looks like there's some more pictures actually down here. Um, shout out Front Office Sports, by the way. Great, uh, great follow on Twitter. Free, free oh, plug there for them. The here you go. Another couple pictures of the uh, actual facilities here. Those, those light, those neon lights are sick. Why are the people in this render just? Like, hold on, Ty. I got. I got. <laughs> what you got? What you got? Uh, wait, wait. Right there. No, you got to hold it higher. You got to hold it higher. You pull it back a little bit. <laughs> there yeah, it is. Up, 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 up. Yep, right there. No, right that's there. Bro. They want to just copy the resort. Is that, your, is that on your camera roll? Bro, that's when I went to Punta Cana. Yeah, I figured. No, they didn't niggas to build a resort. They said, they said, we need that. Yeah, we you need. You get us that. Folks, he, he <laughs> was sitting there with the cucumbers on his ass. Man, you know what would be when nice? We had this every day. All this shit. Pack it all up. It's going back to Florida. <laughs> nah, ain't no more resort. But why are all the people in these renders just white cutouts? Yeah, they didn't have to do that. They could have just like, let the damn people seen, out. We've seen some sweet renders. Like that one going through the Soldier Field renovations. Yeah. All those people were walking around. Yeah, now, that shit was hard. Some of them had the duplicated jerseys. But who cares? It was sick. Yeah. Why are just white cutouts? It's just lazy. They didn't. Why just, even don't, the, just don't even put yeah, people in. That's what I'm people. saying. It would have been way cooler without them. Whatever. They're going to get a lot of recruits with Who's that. Who's this guy? As we say that. That's the dude that was laying in Punta Cana with the with cucumbers, the cucumbers on, his on his You know it'd be nice having this every day. <laughs> somebody get more. Somebody get more of so, it on the phone. How long does it take until somebody jumps off? Oh, here we go. Missed the, missed the picture. How long does it take before somebody jumps off this balcony into the recovery river? I don't think it ever happened. No, I don't think the river would be that deep. Yeah, it's, somebody, it's gonna be shallow. I don't think that stopped people in the past from doing some pretty stupid things. Nah, when you nigga, when they got that kind of money invested in you, you ain't gonna do nothing like that. Nah, if it was regular people, that's what I'm saying. Is somebody? I'm not saying just football players. I'm saying you know someone is gonna try and get in there and do something. Oh well, I give it two years. Two years? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not talking just football players. I would hope that football players are smart enough not to do that, but you yeah. never know with scholarships. That's what I'm saying. Like if they, yeah. like if that was just on a regular campus for everybody. Oh, bro, then that, yeah, it's over with. It'd be cracking every day, bro. <laughs> you going to class? Hell no, I'm going to the going resort. To the river, man. <laughs> the resort. Going to the recovery river. I'm going to the recovery river. Couple it's cracking here. every day. Couple more here. They gonna get that's tired sick. of just seeing that's just them sick. around. Yeah, that is sweet. For real. I mean, that's sick, man. So I wonder what how they're allocating the space for this, right? Because obviously sure there, the, there had to be something here before, right? You sure the women's basketball team can't come? <laughs> Pretty sure, Joshua. Get back in the recovery river. <laughs> Put your pants back on. <laughs> Joshua, crazy. Oh yeah, they is man. bogus as hell for these white people. I mean, like, <laughs> what? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hell no. Clip Damn. Clip I just got canceled. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Some of these white people. <laughs> Podcast host booted off Bro, show and school after about, racial comment. Think about the people who like listening to this. They not watching it. They just bogus for all these white people. They just crashed their car. Yeah, I can't believe I just said. Can't see the render at all. They just crashed their car. We just got to put this render as the as the as the as the, as the, as the cover art. Yes. So they, so they know so they know what we talk about. <laughs> this video will be on YouTube. Subscribe oh. at Division One Rejects. This will definitely be clipped. Um, my mama just crashed that car listening to this. <laughs> she think I done lost my mind. Uh, 
His scholarship's going to be off the table. It's over with. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but this is the last render. This is actually probably the sweetest. I think it gives the best side, like the sense of scale, right? Like this building looks huge. Yeah. And the recovery river is also and Think about it. They didn't even post like the locker room and all of that. That's very true. When do we get to see the stuff inside the new training room, the coach's office space, hydrotherapy, all that stuff? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Right. So I'm, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to see all that stuff. Um, but, fellas, we can we can close off. We can close off today. Put a bow on today with prime time. We talked about the national champs over at UCF. Let's talk a little bit about prime time. That being Deion Sanders and his philosophy, if you will, on players earning their jersey numbers. This is the tweet. It's a tweet all over the place, but this specific one is from Pro Football Hall of Fame. It says it's just the direct quote from him. He says, "I'm old school." Didn't we have to earn every darn thing we got? Ain't nobody gave us nothing. And this is the video that has been circulating on social media regarding uh, the players at Colorado earning their jersey numbers. The kids earn their jersey numbers? Yeah. Is there a story behind that? And what no. are you hoping that creates? I'm old school. Um, anybody here over, over 45? Didn't we have to earn every darn thing we got? Ain't nobody gave us nothing. So this whole new thing, first of all, Cowboy had his clean thing now in college football about double numbers. We didn't, we had, we didn't have, if somebody gave you a double number in college, that assured that you weren't going to play. <laughs> that, that's, that's how it was, wasn't it? Now it's, it's like normal and you got to earn stuff. Ain't nobody giving you nothing. We got kids, they play the snap, you know, and you want to be one, one, you know what number one meant back in the day for us that you were that one. Then you got number one getting a frame toe out of him out there on the field. Like, come on, you got to be crazy. Now it's a fight in the stands because the mama's wearing number one and her son, her baby's getting murdered out there. You know, it's just a new day. Single digits was something you you had to be him. You had to be him. Now you got lineman one. Him. What is that talking about? Okay, if I give a lineman that number. The DB or the receiver or the running back can't take that big number. So now I got a deficit of numbers. So all this stuff is strategic. But I'm old school, man. I come from the the, the place you got to earn it. My school. And you get the you get the basic gist of of what primetime's talking about there. But I think for me, it's it's kind of been a polarizing take on like Twitter and some other places. I don't really think it should be. Like, why is that a bad thing? Like, make dudes earn it, especially when you have a guy like. He's, he's a smart guy, smart businessman, smart man. He knows kids are going to be coming there for the brand, maybe even more so than the actual football, with the, the history of Colorado and where they've been. So you know the type of kids that are coming. It's a smart move, I think. I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's pretty sweet. And I think, I mean, worth noting too, our coach is going to be doing the exact same thing in the fall. So, for real? Yeah. So, Richardson already said, no double numbers. Wow. Maybe he took a page out of Prime's book. I mean, you know, him and Rich are basically like the same character. <laughs> they've, been, they've been locked in. It is the same people. Been, yeah. But no, I but feel no, like yeah. the, the number thing, like saying you got to earn your numbers, I mean, I ain't, I ain't mad at it because like, especially with like the turnover that they got. Yep. It's not like, now that's the difference. He didn't just take over for LSU. He took over Colorado and a lot of them players left and he brought in a lot of people. So, okay, you earn the numbers. that Because you, you got it's probably six people that want number four. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody got to go earn the number four. You know what I'm saying? The double number thing, that ain't he calling his bluff. You think so? Really? Yeah, they yeah. come fall, they'll be double numbers. Of course. Like dudes who are playing. Come on now. They making too much money to be out there. You know what I'm saying? Come on, bro. Maybe. I, maybe. 
Because that's the same thing he did last I, year. You, gotta, you know what you got to You got to watch the, uh, his documentary on Amazon. I Prime. actually started watching it. It's really well done. I, I, yeah. I watched the first couple episodes. I really liked it, actually. He did, he did that with the, like, the DB's backplates. He was like... It changed my perspective on him a good, a good bit, like, too, I think. You see, it's not all for show. You know what no, I'm saying? No, like, 100%. He really, like, he really on he the He really ass. lives it, and he actually preached it, which I can I can respect it a lot. Like I said, my perspective going into it, I don't think I've ever been a hater, but I think the general perception is that the it was camera turns on, mm-hmm. and this guy turns into a character. No, this is just this is him. It's who he is. Like, I can respect it. Like, you feel me? He's saying they got to earn it, and... For everything that he gonna give them, it's gonna make them work that much harder. Because come on now, that's prime time. He gonna put money into what he got going on, and no boys gonna be taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Did it at Jackson State. So, come on now. His own, yeah. It was a, Jackson a lot State of won. About that. My daddy went to Jackson State. Jackson State won shit, and now they shit, big shit, colossal. But you know what I'm saying, I feel like it, I'm calling this bluff on the double numbers. But the earning numbers, I believe them because they brought in hella kids. It ain't like that. Ain't rocket science. They brought in a, like sixty people. Yeah, somebody got to wear some number, and he gonna he gonna do double numbers though, bro. It is because it, if that little nigga from uh Miami, the number one corner, be like, I want number two. All right, give it to him. Shador, y'all sharing number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is what it's gonna be. He ain't gonna tell him. No, he ain't, we ain't doing that. That'd be interesting because you're like you're right, like that's a high profile recruit like that. If Travis Hunter be like, like I yeah. want number twelve, coach, oh, I bet, and Shadur be like, I don't want number two no more. I want number twelve, coach. They just they just gonna share the number. I feel him. You know what I'm saying? It probably is weird for him, but that's just what it's gonna be. But I respect him though. I, I, I used to be like, no, everything he says for sure. And then I watched that that documentary. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, this nigga crazy. Give it a watch. Really well done too. Really well produced. Yeah. So, but yeah. Really good show. Uh, Damn. What'd you think, Trev? You ever Bleep all that out, bro. We just gave him free promo. He ain't paying us for this. <laughs> De- delete that whole segment. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We gone. <laughs> Looking at Did you ever have to share a number with someone, Trev? Uh, I don't think so, no. No. I mean, we didn't have enough dudes in high school to really be doing that, but we no. definitely didn't have any shared numbers in high school. Plus, I always wore, no. I was wearing 40, so I don't really have to worry about that. Yeah. I wasn't wearing number three. Yeah. Well, you, Ty? They do that over at Bishop Mac. No, you couldn't have double numbers in high school. No? no, I didn't know if that was different in no, Illinois not in no, not in Illinois. You couldn't have double like numbers, and nobody else, JV? nobody yeah. ever had ten yeah. when I was here. So. You just came in, got it. That's no, I was number twenty-two. I was sharing the number with Jack Rucker. Oh, really? Yep. And I then that. I don't think they anticipated me making the fall roster, but I won a job out of camp, and they had to share my number because me and Rucker was on hands team together. That's funny. So they put me on number ten. It was some. It was a safety number. And he messed his back up, and he wasn't going to play that year, so they just gave me his jersey. You kid. I swear to God, and I was number 10 ever since. They gave me number five after the season. Yeah. But I was like, no, nah, I'm going to just keep 10. Because John was number five. I thought it was going to be kind of corny. <laughs> Both from the same city, got the same number. That was kind of kind of weird to <laughs> it's me. It's a little much. Is it too much coincidence? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We ain't that corny now. Nah. Uh, I love you, boy, but not that much. You could have a number five. That's funny. I hope I keep number 10 wherever I go, though. Yeah, I was I say, that'd be – so then, like, applying it to yourself, like, is that – I mean, obviously, it's not the first thing you bring up, but is that a conversation you have with any of these coaches or what? I see it when I when I go to practice. Okay, so you're, you're not like, so I see coach, it. by the way, like, I need 10. You know what I'm saying? You're going out there, you're like, let me just see. I can see it. Uh, and if I'm a transfer, I I feel like I'm going to get priority over a freshman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I, I would like. Agree, yeah. Like, Youngstown, I'll be able to get 10. North Dakota, somebody else got 10. So okay. I probably, if I went to You'd North Dakota, up. I'll probably just get five. And then I'll see whatever NIU looking like. I think somebody got 10 in NIU, though. So it, it all depends on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mercer, I don't know what I would get at Mercer. They numbers jam-packed. They didn't lose nobody. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know what I'd be wearing on my back. <laughs> but hey, 
Might get that Kobe Manzo number 40. No. <laughs> me and you, man. Hey, Coach, what number y'all got for me? 37? <laughs> Dang, Coach, I'm going through a top. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> coach, I'm going to hit you. Hey, Coach Richardson. Uh, <laughs> By the way, is Tan still available? Coming home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, having a song playing. I'm going to just call him and I ain't going to say nothing. I'm coming <laughs> home. <laughs> he going to do a backflip in the office. <laughs> it's going to be great to have you, man. That's good. That's good. I fuck with Richardson. Yeah. Cool. No double numbers for Rich and NMU. But yeah, thank you for fun. listening. This has been Division One Rejects. Um, trying to think who we've got on later this week. We'll find out. But our D3 insider, Jimmy Martin, will be back on later this week. That is a certainty. So be excited for it. But thank you. Thank you for listening. So that's watching. Have a good night. Jesus. Pterodactyl. Or a javelina. (laughs) 